I'm a fucking cop, motherfucker. You know, I don't fuck with my family. I cream pie teens. You've heard of computer sex, but is there really such a thing? Absolutely. Having sex with an online partner is easy to learn. I'll show you how to reach a cyber sex climax. We'll also visit others who have mastered the art of one-handed typing. So let's get started. KTBR Break Room. Here the drama get wicked. Fasten your vaginas and put a clamp on your scrotums. It's time for Mad Radio. Look how small it is. That was an awkward transition. <laughs> trying to run the, trying to run the board and well, play an intro when you're down a board op. Even though I could have played the intro, but you refused to let me. You yeah, wanted to, you wanted to demand to do it all. Well, I wanted to see if I could do it, and it's like trying to, you know, do cyber sex when you've only got one hand. You're trying to top your type your erotic comments or sure. top. Yeah, you're trying to be a, a cyber top instead of a cyber bottom, and you know it's difficult. A power bottom, of yeah. course. So I'm trying to be a cyber top while also trying to run a board and also play uh, music from my computer. It is kind of weird seeing you right in the middle of the table over there. It. It's really two guys on the other side. I normally take up a whole side by myself because that's just my ego demands it. But normally on that side, there's a couple of different people. But now it's like you look like you have like four or five arms working at the same time. Well, it's uh, really it's my proper place here in the uh, podcasting uh, areas. I'm I'm really setting my throne. You see how lovely my gilded throne is now uh, lined with velour and dills. It's very plasticky. Yeah. In fact, I think we have the nicer chairs. There's a nicer chair on this side that nobody uses, in fact, and you're using the flimsy plastic chair that's a good point um so i don't know what to tell you i'm hoping to break yet another chair with my fat ass so (laughs) i think uh we've gone through two now well you know you could break a whole set i guess (laughs) just go for the yeah the whole match set let's knock them down one after the other into it over and over again then maybe you can i don't know just hop up and down so have you ever been just as a side note have you ever been to any generic business conferences around the dfw area at all oh like for any kind of like networking or any kind of IT related anything. Um, by the way, welcome to the break room. It's a Mad Radio, or sorry, oh, yeah. it's Mad Radio, not Break Room. But welcome, yeah. Break Room, Mad Radio, Red Radio, Mad Break Room. A subsidiary of a subsidiary yeah. of uh, Break Room. Yeah, exactly, and a subsidy. Yeah, subsidy. We're um, subsidized by the Break Room, and we're a subsidiary. Yes, it's uh, episode two thirty seven. Oh yeah, but uh, Mad Radio episode three. Is that yeah, right? I think so. We said it was that last time was number one, but that was actually <laughs> that was at least number two. That was at least number two. So this is we just didn't have an official three. intro the first time. We yeah. still had a break room intro uh, and subsidized us enough at that point. Yeah, our, uh, to create a mad radio intro. Our our friend Thomas uh, is off. A he's doing some of kind of like mud fishing, right? Like hand fishing, something he's, like that. He's out in a bayou in uh, Louisiana. It's something where you see the fish and you slap yeah. them out of the water. I yeah, don't know. I thought he was going like where you go. Um, like chest deep in mud, and it's that hill, like that hillbilly hand fisting or hand fishing show and hand fisting. <laughs> well, he fists the fish, so it's kind of right. <laughs> and then he fists his uncle after that. Well, maybe so. But he's out there hand fishing with his uncle, right? And in, in I think the swamps so, yeah. of Louisiana, and his stepfather, I believe. Yeah. So they're having like a try hand fisting fishing <laughs> right. ad- adventure. And then they all they all try hand fist uh, around the campfire at night. But of course, yeah. It's uh, human fish human in that case. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> do they fist each other with? Of course, they with do. the fish. Of course they do. 
Fish fisting. <laughs> it's fish fisting. It's kind of like human centipede, but with fish. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's all, I want it can be like a, a Chinese finger trap, except it's so you cut, but you're only trapped on one end. No, but you got you have a big opening, so for your larger gentleman, and sure. then you have the fish anus. So it could be a finger trap. These fish do have anuses, but it's completely tiny. Well, I mean, like you, your, might, you might be a really tiny gentleman. Perhaps it, you're, if you're the of the <laughs> micro penis variety, yeah, maybe micro penis uh, guys, would a micro penile gentleman, you would enjoy the fish anus. <laughs> Uh, that could be true. <laughs> but that could be an interesting Chinese finger trap. Of course, you could also sew the fish mouth shut and I'm really make here. it a nice fishy uh, fish trap. Uh, fish- God, it's really it's sucky, sucky. It's hard, hard to really spit it out. Uh, it really is. That's what she said. Hey, yo. Shove it in my Where's ass. the stupid rim shot for that? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so, anyways, that's enough on uh, fish fisting. So, yeah. um, have I generic been- conferencing. Generic conferences. Yeah. Uh, you talking about just in Dallas or in just in general? I mean, in general, it's fine. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've been to like um, user groups because I'm an IT guy, and so they'll have like, uh, no, it's not a pal. Uh, <laughs> it kind of is. It's more like an anti-pal. Um, but no, I've been to like generic user conferences, things like that. I, you know, I don't like those things. Wow. I, I know people that they go to two or three of those groups a, a week. Yeah, they lead talks. That's uh, actually what I was going to say. Uh, I had to go to one because there's a new product rolling out uh, where I work. And so I didn't have to go to it, but it was suggested that I go to it. So I was like, okay. Was, I it, need- it, was it a strong suggestion like, uh, it's that or else? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it was free. So it's like, it wasn't really anything they were paying for me. So it was right. kind of like, if you could go, that would be great. Uh, okay. But I'm like, well, if I'm going to be leading this project, I probably should know about this product. Sure. So I went to it yesterday and man. I don't know if this is true everywhere, but Dallas has like the most generic people ever at these conferences. Like they're obviously there as Mr. and Mrs. Business and they're just like, it's all about the networking. It's all about like, what do you do? And this is what I do. And let's get together and network. And like, everybody's trying to find out what you do and get business cards and shit. So it's like a human form of LinkedIn. Right. Yeah. It kind of is. Yeah. So, and even though like people that were presenting it, it wasn't the, the actual company that was presenting it. It was like a, like, you know, another company that was yeah. presenting this product. Right. So they present a lot of IT products. Right. So is this just to learn about the product or is it this was to stuff? learn? It's a new release of the product. Okay. And it was, they had a guy who was like a master, a Zen master is what they call Ooh. it of the product uh, to kind of demo it. But before that they had the generic woman that uh, runs the local uh, company that basically sponsored it. Yeah. And she's like, well, we don't really introduce anybody uh, here, we don't have people stand up and introduce themselves. We have somebody else introduce you. So be sure to turn to your neighbor and find out some information on how they oh, use God. this product and blah, blah, blah. Thank the Lord Jeebus that we ran out of time and didn't get to do that because they were going to do that at the end. But uh, I just, I don't know, Ed. I can't stand that kind of shit. Like, I'm here to look at this product and get the fuck out of here. I'm not here yeah. to network with, you know, Joe Oil and, you know, <laughs> generic business guy, whatever yeah. they're doing. You know, it's like, I just don't care about it. I don't know. I, I didn't know if you'd ever experienced well, that in anything you've been to. Like, oh, yeah. All the generic networking. My name's Dustin. Would you like to know an interesting fact about me? Yeah. How I, do you use this product in your generic business? <laughs> I cream pie teens. What do you do? <laughs> I track cream pie stats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
No, no, you're there to learn about, uh, you know, TPS cubes and... Exactly. Uh, the latest dot matrix printer, whatever. Right, exactly, yeah. whatever You're not it is. there for the bullshit. Like, like I want to know what the new, how long the new ribbons last on the dot matrix. I don't need yeah. to know where <laughs> exactly. you work, okay? I don't know what's more of a, what's more of a beating, the uh, generic talk in the elevator with random stranger like, hey, what's the haps with the latest sports ball team? Wednesday, huh? <laughs> Somebody's got a case of those Mondays, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Did you did you enjoy the thing that happened that we all know about? That was a news story, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It I, certainly was news. I don't like that either, but man, I, like I said, I think I feel like Dallas probably big, has more of them than a lot of other places because we're kind of like a generic business hub. Yeah, I was say we are a hub for the country. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we have a lot of corporate headquarters and shit here. I yeah, know that sounds very generic, it's but it's true. It's interesting that we're called a flyover state, but yet everybody flies into the city. Especially this airport. So, uh, it's one between of the us and Houston here. and Austin. Oh yeah. I mean, Houston and Austin is, uh, Houston and Dallas, especially two big hubs for business. I would say. How so. are we a flyover state when everybody flies into us? Well, San Antonio and Austin. I mean, yeah. we have four of the biggest. Uh, the Metroplex is like the fourth biggest metro area in the country. We're really like for the United States. We are the uh, fish fisting finger trap. We are for the United States. Everybody comes into both sides of us. <laughs> We're getting DP'd. They, they get us from both ends. Yeah, that's they're, true. All right, they're forming the the Eiffel. They're doing an Eiffel Tower on Dallas and Houston. <laughs> Just for the and we're like that. Dallas and Houston were lying on top of each other. And we're both getting DP'd by. <laughs> but are you? Well, serious? really, it's more than that. It's more like a like a whole on gangbang because you know. Oh, definitely. You know, we've got one in the ass, one in the vage. Oh yeah, and uh, one anywhere in the mouth. you can put it in, that's it's coming in. The ear, the eye. We like I, you know, California's poked both of our eyeballs out. They're skull fucking us in each one. It's like made with the nacho cheese from a convenience store. That makes no sense, Thomas. <laughs> go back to hand fisting. Yeah, go go or back fish fisting. <laughs> I think hand fisting is hand fisting is normal. Redundant, redundant. Go back yeah. to fish fisting. Go back to fisting those fish. Yes. So anyway, other conferences you've been to, have you uh, found that to be the yeah. Same? Of course, there's always uh, we always have. You, I mean, training is not that far off that. Right. That's true. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it's had to go around to memorize. Uh, I've been to one. You had to memorize everybody's names, and everybody's going to try to remember oh everybody else's name it around. And if you remember the most, you win a. A scratch pad or something. That was the other thing. They gave away some generic sh- a swag. Like to a pen? To, try, try to get you to hang, like, a sweatshirt and, like, a water bottle and shit. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I want a water bottle with this business product on it. Like, that's what I've always wanted. You have one of the poorly made baseball caps that just says Generico on, the, on <laughs> right, it or something. Exactly. Like, you're ever going to wear that shit? It says sports on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know what the worst is, is the tote bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the tote, I agree. The tote bag that has the generic logo that you're supposed to do something with. <laughs> Nobody do totes anything no, in those. No, I mean... You never tote anything In around. this modern era, up until 2015, the tote has rarely been useful. Yeah. And now, I mean, now I guess it's a good time for the tote industry, because at least in Dallas, because in Dallas proper, they, oh, they the- haven't banned plastic bags. Right. But uh, you're charged five cents per bag. So now the... I mean, there is a tote boom going on. In this area, there is well, just with the the bags that you yeah, can reuse. Everybody's in using reusables. It could be totes or other. I yeah. don't know that you would call necessarily the reusable grocery bag a tote. Uh, they're pretty similar in construction, it's similar though. To a tote, I mean, how is it? A how, tote could be used, but I don't know that they call. How is a tote totes. different than a, a cloth uh, shopping bag? Well, like the grocery bag has like a bigger like area on the bottom where it spreads oh, out. Yeah, more, it does. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's a Kardashian. It's a, fish fist. It's a Kardashian. Yeah, it's fish fist style uh, yeah, size, right? But you know, a tote kind of like just. That's true. I guess it kind of V's at the bottom. Yeah. V's at the bottom. Kind of V's at the bottom, sure. Yeah. So that's a little different. Sure. I guess it's not quite as great, but 
you know, I would imagine that the... But a tote could be used. I imagine the tote makers are probably quickly pivoting into the shopping bag industry since they're of similar construction. They're probably experiencing... That's, they should pivot. ...a tote bag boom right now, yeah. They, they should they, start a new vertical. This is my business advice here at this uh, <laughs> at, at Break Room Conference new 2015. Vertical. New vertical. Uh, pivot your business into shopping bags. We don't have house money here to explain right. all the business terms. I know. We can We're just kind of winging it. We can get that next week. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, that's probably enough on tote bag news. <laughs> That's your. That's been your tote bag. Uh, What's a tote bag versus a grocery bag? Yeah, that's been your uh, token. Uh, your uh, token bag update for the week. Breaking the news now. Now, 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 now. But you know what else they sell at grocery stores? Food. They do sell food. But wait, we're not done with uh, generic business conference talk, are we? I don't know. Is there anything else to say? Well, we just we kind of stopped the totes. Well, there's some generic people at business conferences. That's kind of my summation. Is that I really well, hate yeah. the generic business networking. Uh, yeah, I do too. And I, I, like I said, I know people that go to two or three a week and I have no desire. And like, they're all about, let's learn the new technology. Well, that was the other thing. They're like, talks and I'm like, I don't care. They're having the official road show for this thing in Austin in April. And then Ooh. the guy I went with, like, I went with the guy from work and he's like, oh yeah, are you going to go to this? I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> I'm not going to go to no. this. I mean, the only way I could possibly find some interest was if I got to go to a, to a different city. I got a nice hotel, and I got all my meals comped. I was going to say, they're not going to pay for and, me to go, so yeah. I'm not going to go. And if I were swinging single, I would also find it more exciting, because yeah. maybe you could drag some generic business ass out of there. Probably. I'm you sure know, there's a lot of that. Somebody in a nice three-piece. Business on business. There's a yeah, lot of that A lot of business on. and business humping. Yeah, yeah a lot of... A lot of fish fisting yeah, business fish going fisting, on. Right, right. Especially with if you're on either coast, you can get some fresh fish fisting. Yeah, not not so fresh in the middle of the country. No, not so much. I mean... This is more like beef instead. Yeah. Fresh beef out beef here. Beef fisting, right. Yeah. Exactly. Cow beef, beef banging. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, if you're a swinging single like Thomas and who's, you know, going here and yawn every other week to China and he's constantly uh, business trip bayous and whatever. I mean, yeah, he could be dragging so much generic business ass out of there, but yet he refuses. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why. He prefers fish, I guess. I, I hate the I hate generic business crap in general. I just can't. I can't take it. Like you have to do it, but I hate it. You have to do it every if, once in a while. If you want to earn money, you pretty much have to yeah, do that in my unless mind, you start your own business just, somewhere just make everything into like a go-to meeting and that although, way i can sit at my desk although honestly if you started your own business you'd have to do the business networking too depending well you would doing. but this is why i don't like i love we i, I work for a small business i love my boss because he's great at that stuff he likes he likes doing the schmoozing and all that i had no desire to go to you know power lunches and like he's going right. he joined uh i like those uh, an advisory board for a college here in the state just to make business connections. He loves that stuff. That was so interesting. He's, you know, going to retire in a few years. And I'm like, yeah. I hope you stay on just part time. <laughs> can I you consult and do can this you, stuff Can you us? just be our sales guy? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, you enjoy this and you don't mind going drinking at lunch and, and talking to these guys and incurring business. I just don't want to do that. I don't mind the drinking at lunch part. Just, well, no, but... I don't have to talk about business. Yeah, I don't want to talk about signing them up for the latest TPS cube and, <laughs> right, and whatnot. Right, exactly. So, yeah. Down with so, generic business. And now back to groceries. I'm hungry, I want some food. I'm it's time for another award-winning edition of the Taste Buddies. Food. Taste awesome Buddies, right. assemble. As soon as I step foot in the shop, I know that I don't know what I want. Chicken donna, coffee kebab, or lamb shish, or mixed special. Sometimes I get a coffee, or some next one I can't say properly. Now the Taste Buddies today, it's not one of those super unique Taste Buddies. It's not going to be something crazy, it's nothing like the Go Raw like we did last week. Yeah. It's uh, you know, not some new newfangled something or other. Well, I assume it's a it's a twist on something that I think we would probably rate fairly high in general. 
is your semen? Because you, you requested a napkin earlier and well, a knife. Yeah, well, I mean, those are the two common <laughs> things with masturbation, <laughs> sure. aren't they? I assume you're going to jab the knife in and screw it away can make a bigger hole and pour more out. Yeah, that's, well, or you scrape the remnants out. Yeah. Or you do some <laughs> cutting during. Well, you know, whatever. Well, and you can, you, with the knife, you can also get a little bit of that smegma in there and mix it together Absolutely. in a nice frothy mixture. That's very important. Yeah. It's very important to it. Uh, this is a twist on a common candy bar that okay. um, I enjoy quite a bit. Uh, but for some reason, they decided to go ahead and come out with a different version of it. What type of meat describes you best? And I will go ahead and unveil this bad boy to you. It is a Twix egg. Whoa, that thing is gigantic. Holy shit. <laughs> now, the Twix bar. Are you a fan of the Twix bar? Uh, yeah, it's not my go-to uh, preferred candy. I'm, I'm a Heath man. I, I, I prefer the Heath. It's my number one candy, I think. Sure. Uh, but I would never turn down a Twix. I love Twix. Twix is delicious. It's somewhere... I like the cookie, the milk chocolate, the yeah. caramel. It's a good combo. It's a good combo. It's not For me, it's not as good as a peanut butter chocolate combo, but there's nothing wrong with the yeah. caramel. Caramel's great. Chocolate combo. Caramel, caramel. Caramel, Whatever caramel. Whatever you call it. Now, for some reason, I don't know when... I don't know what the deal was with this, why they came out with this, Judy, but they just decided to go ahead and say, fuck having two different sticks, we're going to make one gigantic Easter egg-looking thing. more than one... Yeah, it's more huge. than one Twix went into that. Oh god, that is a good eighty Twix compounded into one. It's at least realistically five or six, dude. That's that's more than five or six, surely. Well, let's, the let's Twix open is it not up. a big product. Let's open it up because it comes in a pretty sizable box uh, with a nice, nice little plastic right. cover on it, so you can see how big the, the uh, egg is inside. It's important to note it is an Easter limited edition product because, as we know, sure, uh, candy is the reason for the season. Absolutely, this time of year. Uh, comes now, okay. Well, now when you open it up, you see it's right. not quite as large. See, that's a disappointment. Now yeah. the optical illusion in the box is is you're getting something that is oblong on all sides and would approximate like a like a, a little Nerf football. But, but it's we, like half a Nerf football. It's like it's like a third of a Nerf football because you're real. That's if you were to look at that on the side, that's the, a third of a Nerf. That's sure. not that's not a full half. That's probably true. Uh, no, I was I was hoping we were going to go out in the backyard and play a little catch with that thing before we, we got down to snacking it. Yeah, we, yeah. we could, but we pot- it's not. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not going to fly very well because it's flat on the bottom. No, it's not going to fly. So very we well. could maybe go to the frisbee park around the corner and we could throw it that way. We can frisbee it. We could sure. Yeah, start a, an entire frisbee league based on it. But Nerf football in it? Nah, we no, can't, we, we can't, can't do fl- that. You can't get a good grip on that. No. Now it, it comes wrapped kind of like those. Easter bunnies, you know, around Easter. Yeah. The chocolate Easter bunnies. You know, they got, like, the, the double-sided plastic. Although, it, I will say this opens up nicely and It easy. does. It's, it's nice packaging. Not, yeah, some it's of those are It's very nice easy. packaging. Very clean. Yeah. Uh, very nice to look at. I, I hate the optical illusion. I, I, I will knock yeah. them some points for that. That, that did suck. Uh, now, it's, I noticed that it's ribbed for uh, our pleasure. It is ribbed for somebody's pleasure. Uh, and I would say ours, yes. Yes, our mutual pleasure. As we uh, double-head this thing. I guess I'll go ahead and just cut this bad boy in half. It does say Twix across the middle of it. Just in case you unwrap it and leave it sitting around, and you're like, you're, what the what fuck is was it? that chocolate egg? egg? Yeah, what was I doing Is this that? a giant Hershey uh, half egg? Like, half no. nerf? What's this fucking caramel in here? This, what, what could this I be? can't identify this product. <laughs> what do you say, halfway this way? Yeah, that's fine. Right. It'd probably be easier to manage that way. Uh, it is very large, though. I mean, it is. you're probably right. It's probably more like five or six Twix. Yeah, now that you it, see that it's all now, that, now I see that it's not Nerf football, which is the standard for measuring candy. Uh, you can tell that, yeah, it's not. It's maybe five or six. Maybe five or six. Still a respectable amount of candy, but not what I was hoping for. It appears to have all the, you know, standard layers. 
Now, I got the top half of the Twix. You got the bottom half. I did. I am the top as usual, and you are the power bottom as usual. And it looks pretty much like, you know, looks like the standard layers. Mm-hmm. Smells, uh, it's got more chocolate to it, though. It does have more than chocolate. Than your normal Twix. It's like, thicker chocolate. Yeah, it's... Which, it's, which may or may not work in its favor. It's bigger and blacker, as, you, as Thomas might say. He would say. Uh, yeah, a little less wafer cr- uh, crust in the middle. A thin Definitely layer crust on the bottom, but a giant... Giant, big, big slab of caramel in there too. Big slab of caramel and a giant slab of chocolate. Yeah, absolutely. Not, uh, the, the top is really thick. It is really thick, and I like my tops really thick. Yeah, so, oh yeah. uh, I mean, and it's ribbed on top. I mean, it makes it easy to grip, so it doesn't slip out of the fingers. Absolutely, because I, I, you know, I like to gesture about like a nice Italian. I might fling my Twix. Go on, take a bite here. Not bad. It's, it's not um, bad. it's more chocolatey as we've discussed, but it's more chocolatey in taste as well. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, it's it's heavy in chocolate taste. But I I'm eat- not sure that it's not almost overwhelming. Like I agree, I feel like it's almost too much Twix taste. It needs more caramel. Yeah, I mean, it really does. I mean, the weight there's enough wafer there to give it the nice crunch and the uh, texture. For the second bite, but it needs. You're right. It needs more caramel, caramel. Yeah. I think it needs more caramel for sure. I think the chocolate's overpowering. It is. And I don't like that. Sorry, the break room hounds are going crazy. Yeah. You know, like a normal Twix, you can eat it a couple different ways. You can just eat the Twix. Mm-hmm. You can also kind of eat where the caramel and chocolate is and eat that part off and eat the wafer separate. Right. There's different ways to do it. I- I've changed it up over the years. I got to right. tell you, you like it. You I'm got, adventurous. Yeah, you have to keep it wild sometimes. Yeah, you can't sometimes just get a little stale. You can't you gotta, just eat Twix. You got to yeah. change it up. You Things know? get stale. You got to you got to put some fire back in that relationship. Yeah, absolutely, go crazy. Get a little between me and Twix. You know, yeah. we got to we got to keep things uh, lively. Got to get get on that Fifty Shades side of things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to get experimental. Yeah, get a little uh, candy swing for it. But um, I will actually say that that's a negative. That there's so I much agree. chocolate. Too much chocolate. I realize that chocolate is a big player in the candy industry. Oh, sure. I understand that. And in, and in Twix. I mean, but, it's, big, it's, big, it's one of the big three sure, elements. Sure, it's one of the big... Th- it's it's one of the... Th- aside from massive preservatives and... Oh, yeah. Uh, asbestos. Like, um, that's not necessarily true. Maybe. I don't know that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just guessing. It's just a theory. Just tossing things it's out theory. there. Uh, it's not a hard, cold fact, and please don't sue <laughs> us. Um, now Twix it, is coming after us. Usually it's a more even taste. If not, I would say it sometimes ventures on the more caramel side of things. But now, agree. overpowering chocolate taste. Definitely. And definitely what I want, what I want from a Twix is a nice caramel chocolate blend. I not, like the balance. Yeah. And the wafer flavor. I mean, the, the wafer flavor is overpowered too in this, or the cookie flavor, whatever the hell it is in there. If we've learned anything from from race mixing, it's that it creates a super race of beautiful people. The great thing about the Twix and the great thing about Snickers and the great thing about uh, Reese's is they're mixing these different textures and and candy peoples yeah. together to make a super candy. It's funny you mention uh, Reese's, because I would say the, I have the same complaint about the gigantic Reese's cups. I haven't had that. I have way too much chocolate in them. I had a feeling this might happen, but because yeah. of the uh, extreme chocolate candy coating. Well, what we should have in this size is a super egg of yes. flavor and texture, but it, we're not. The, the candy genetics have gone wrong here. <laughs> so Yeah, somebody uh, added too much of one thing. We could have had a beautiful, beautiful piece of candy, and here it is, ruined by chocolate. No, I wouldn't go so far as to say ruin, because I, I didn't hate it, for well, sure. I don't know if you know this. I like to be hyperbolic. That's true. A little bit. I, I didn't know that. You didn't. Well, now that's you've learned it. Like, known. That's my generic business fact right there. Oh, okay. If I were at a meeting, if I were going to the generic well, business conference today. to learn about TPS cubes, say, hey, my name's Mark of the Mark Hudson Show. Interesting <laughs> fun fact. I'm hyperbolic. 
And you would say of the Mark Hudson show. Pow, pow. I appreciate you networking with me today. Mark Hudson show out. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't even know you. Find me on LinkedIn at uh, linkedin.com slash the Mark. <laughs> the Mark show. Twitter.com slash uh, the Mark. At the Mark with a C. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Brickroom Show. And MySpace.com slash uh, the Brickroom. You can go to Instagram and see photos of this conversation <laughs> right. right now. That's true. Oh, we forgot to take a picture of it. We'll have to take a, take a picture of the remnants. Ah, that's all right. Hey, look, our Instagrammers need to know. If you don't, if you want to follow us on Instagram and see all of our snacks, you can. It's uh, Instagram. We are Brickham Show Slash on Instagram. Taste Buddies? No. No, it, it, should get, it gets a hashtag of Taste Buddies. Oh, okay. Well, excellent. Yeah, we'll take a picture of the remnants, but... Uh, I guess it's time for ratings, isn't it? Ratings? Ratings. Ratings. You want to go first? Sure. Right. Uh, I think we both agree that the chocolate is actually negative in this case. There's too much chocolate. We need a more equal representation, a nice blending of candy, candy genetics, so points off on that. Big points off the fact that it's not a tiny Nerf football that we can go throw around in the backyard. A chocolate Nerf football. Would have been great. I was expecting that, so yeah. I'm a I, little disappointed by that, too. I was hoping we could have had some activities to, you know, burn some calories first before we actually bit into could it, have, but no. Could have thrown around the chocolate ball, had chocolate-covered hands. Exactly. Could have Slapped covered, each other with them. We could have covered each other in chocolate and oh, yeah. gotten real sensual. But, uh, we but no, we, we can't we couldn't do that. Yeah. And it's all because Twix fuck things it's up. It's not enough. It's yeah. not enough. You have to buy two eggs to get that. I enjoyed Put the them way together. <laughs> we might have to. We could duct tape them together. <laughs> and then, well, actually, we need two more eggs. That's true. We need a middle layer. We have to cut the top off. Right. That's true. Then we have to super glue and, and duct tape them all three together. We can caramel them together. I don't know if that's good enough though. Mm. They're probably going to slip. That's true. So we're going to have to duct tape them and super glue them. Go toss it around. Then we'll chocolate each other up. I would have to add more chocolate and chocolate the whole thing together. Yeah, that, that would just suck. That'd be way to too much chocolate. Melt it down like when, when we like to make silver bullets that when we go to kill were- werewolves. We have to melt it down in our little. At least Nerf we have that cast. already. Right. We already have the silver bullet melting device in right. place, and we make so silver we bullets the size of Nerf of Nerf footballs. It, it fits perfect. Right. Exactly. It's a it's a perfect uh, go to tool. It's it's convenient for every home, and everybody should have one. You never know when you're going to need <laughs> Nerf football size right. anything. Right. That you may have to smelt. Right. You may. <laughs> everybody needs a smelter. Exactly. Who doesn't have that in their kitchen? I don't know. Uh, you're a failure if you don't. Stupid um, people don't. But I enjoy the way the amount of wafer is nice because it does give it a nice texture and crunch. So you get a couple of more bonus points on that. Um, is it a wafer or is it a cookie? I think it's a cookie. I call it wafer. Perhaps cookie is the better term. Uh, isn't a wafer a cookie? Well, it says cookie, caramel, and milk chocolate. Okay, we'll go with cookie then. That's yeah. the official terminology. Yeah. Um, the official egg wrapper says that. It's not. It's uh, after all that, being severely disappointed in two major ways. Getting a little more cookie, which is good. I gotta go one thumb up and one thumb sideways. Okay. Because it's still... You know what? Hold on a second. Let me reconsider on that. <laughs> no. With the massive disappointment of too much chocolate, I have to go two thumbs sideways. There's not one thumb up about this. Because it was a disappointment in packaging and a disappointment in chocolate. <laughs> two thumbs sideways. Now, I will say something I just noticed on the packaging that's a little misleading is the fact that it shows caramel just oozing oh, out of the Oh, yeah. It's, it's like a zombie's head that just got blown apart by a shotgun. That is bullshit. No. That is not what it is when you open it up. So, that's a negative. Uh, the, the extreme chocolate on the top. The bottom, probably fine, but the top where they had to make the waves for some reason and put imprint Twix on the top. Well, you, uh, They added way too much chocolate there. Well, no, but you you got to say, I, I mean, you do need some gripping texture, and you need to know what candy you're eating. Yeah, well, I guess, but in doing so, they added too much chocolate, so that's a negative. Um, compared to a regular Twix, inferior. Regular Twix has the balance right. down. This is not. This it's, is not right. It's age old candy. 
Yeah, it's absolutely. A, why, why fuck with it? It's, it's been a, around for so long, and it's done so well. It's a tale as old as time. Why the fuck make it an egg? Just keep it a because stick. Because for some reason, and we, we get on these holidays where we feel like we have to transform everything our candy. Everything has to be egg? Yeah, like in Easter, everything has to be egged. I don't know why that is. Yeah. Weren't we just content with the Cadbury egg? Wasn't that enough That's, to suffice our, our the Cadbury non-real egg. egg desires? Yeah. Did we need other candy or egg-shaped candies? No. No. We didn't need the Reese's egg. We well, don't mean, see like Kit Kat egging it up. You don't see like Snickers egging it up. I don't know why Twix thought they had egg. Uh, it up. Reese's thinks they need to egg it up, and they're delicious. But they mm. they too are not. Mm. They're, they're they're good. Eh. We'll have to do a taste buddies later on that. Perhaps they're not bad though. And all the all the egg candies of all the faux eggs, <laughs> we should have just been content with Cadbury. But for some reason, uh, Jesus thought we needed more candy eggs. See, I think Cadbury's a good balance. It's got the chocolate covering, and then it's got just the extreme sugary fake yolk in the middle. Mm-hmm. Love that thing. It's great. Candy Schweppes, uh, or uh, Cadbury Schweppes, based here in Dallas. Is it? That's a fun fact for you based guys. Based here and best here. That is a fun fact for you guys out there. It is a yeah, little Dallas fun fact. One we could another, share at our next business conference. Another generic business I come, item. I come uh, from the town of Cadbury Schweppes, uh, just, <laughs> just north of a little town called Plano, and uh, I like to be hyperbolic. <laughs> exactly. Here's my Instagram. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, you know, we've gone too crazy with this. Uh, you know, it's just like in February, February, Valentine's Day, we had to have, we had, everything has to be heart-shaped, which is Absolutely. just dumb. Uh, no. Just wait for the Twix pumpkin spice come fall. Oh, God, I, I, I'm sure that already exists. Probably so. Google.com that. I'm sure it's <laughs> out there. Uh. I would if I could. And, I mean, we don't have, I mean, not everything comes tree-shaped around Christmas. We don't see tree-shaped Or Jesus-shaped. Or Jesus shaped, yeah. Why yeah. don't we get him in the shape of a newborn baby Jesus? Yeah, or a chocolate a, Jesus. You know what? Or, or Twix, you're already a stick-looking candy in your regular form, right? Why not play it crazy edgy? Make a Twix crucifix <laughs> with a little chocolate Jesus bleeding and dying. They would never do it. Never do it. But we'll see. But it could be a good marketing tactic. Next generic business conference, we'll pitch that idea. All right. At our no next, matter what it is, at our next candy conference, whatever conference we're at, we're yeah. going to throw that. At out our next there. candy conference, we're going to we're going to pitch that. To Don't the you Twix think guys. Twix should make a crucifix? The candy crucifix with a little little crunchy uh, <laughs> nougat Jesus on there. Exactly. So my rating on this gonna have to go the same as you. Two thumbs sideways. It wasn't bad. Could have been way better. And I guess that's it. ball gag in my anus. After we do this line of coke, huff this paint, and tastefully tuck, we'll be right back to the break room. Go ahead and get naked and call in the question of the week to 469-665-9827. This is it. You need any help with your bag? No, that's all right. I got it. How about some walking around money? Dad, it's okay. Okay. Just uh, make sure to... Call you when I get there? I know. Yeah. You know, um... You could stay home and do another year of high school. If you... <laughs> Very funny, Dad. 
<laughs> well, I'll see you at Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'll see you. Hey, Dad. Yeah. for another good fun time break room field trip. Will they box kangaroos? Will they ride albino giraffes and live to tell about it? Let's find out. All it's right. field trip time. Alright. Uh, yes. Time for another wonderful right. break room <laughs> field trip. <laughs> We've had so many over the years. We have. Uh, we like to explore here and yon, hither and yonder. Giant Christmassy cocks. I don't know if that's ever been on a field, field trip. trip. It's more just a. It's like a daily occurrence, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I feel like you have to just constantly produce, and you're like moving over and over and over again, and you have Look, all fifty I, arms working today. Well, we have like the hottest mics, like nuclear mics, over here. As I we can't discovered during reproduce. the break, yeah, I can but, produce. I can't reproduce, <laughs> but I can produce. So I'm trying to do the job of. Uh, yeah. Of myself, plus you and a tank engine, and a tank engine, and yeah. I, a tank engine, I am not. So, <laughs> doing my best over here. Uh, you're a fraction of one at least. Am I a fraction? Well, I guess I'm a bus. So. Okay, yeah, that's true. Or a bus driver at least. Depends on what kind of bus you are. You're like a big Greyhound bus versus like a full tank engine. Oh, I'm a short bus. Uh, okay, well, yeah, that's definitely not. <laughs> that's not, definitely not going to handle a locomotive. There's very no well. Greyhound in here. It's all yeah. short bus. Yeah, a locomotive is going to kick your ass. Yeah. Uh, so Dustin Welcome and I, the Mark Hudson show. and our uh, our beards, as we <laughs> as we prefer to call them in private, right? Um, we went to go see uh, the uh, Book of Mormon. Which, if you're not familiar with the Book of Mormon, and I don't know what rock you've been living under, if you're not aware of it, but if you're not, it's a famous Broadway musical uh, created by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Who, if you're not aware of South Park, I, it's a long again. Don't know what rock you're living under. Porn and series. If you're not aware of French. that show. I don't know why <laughs> you're listening to this dumb show. So it's definitely not a French porn series. It's definitely not a French porn series. <laughs> Although uh, they probably would produce one. Oh, probably just out of spite. Sure. <laughs> uh, but no, it's uh it's a musical. It's a Broadway musical. It's pretty right. pretty famous, and it's a uh, pretty fa- most famous, I guess, for skewering the uh, LDS movement, the LDS Church. <laughs> Which, anti-church Thomas isn't here, unfortunately, and didn't get yeah. to see it either. He would have loved it. Yeah, he would have loved hey, God, Why? he would have been rolling. <laughs> rolling in the tiny, tiny aisles at the AT&T Performing Arts Center. Um, yeah, Dallas, we, we managed to have get a respectable number of musicals in this town. Yeah. Uh, we're, I mean, we're not much on, like, hometown theater. No, I, but they, I don't. They I get don't. all the rolling, like, all the yeah, traveling. Yeah, we, we get a lot of the traveling shows. Yeah. We're, not, we're not much on local community-based theater like i'm not going to pop down to the, the richardson community theater and go see a production of king and i 
Why uh, not? Because I don't care. Uh, Good <laughs> evening, everybody. I am a princess. I think I've been That's to Thomas from the King and I. I've been to one play in this town that was not, you know, a fa- like a, a mass produced, a one. mass produced one, and yeah. it was uh, Patrick the Tank was in it, and that was in like nineteen. And ninety eight or ninety nine, I want to say. I think we drove to Fort Worth. Ooh, nineteen and ninety eight. Nineteen and ninety eight. Back in the nineteen hundreds. <laughs> you stop somewhere. A- there's a script floating around that's like, and then the bad guy turns into Capri Sun. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was the, that was the play actually. <laughs> it was, it was the, weird. Yeah, but it was like the Capri Sun container, right? Yeah, it wasn't like the actual right. liquid form. He transformed into the Capri. It was it was a Patrick the Tank original script. Yeah. He transformed into the Capri Sun. <laughs> I think that was the only community play I've been to. No, that's not true. With uh, with our friend Real Distraction, uh, I went to see Santa Claus Conquers the Martian. There was a local play of that around Christmas time, Conquers the Martians, yeah. which is, if you've never seen it, is one of the worst movies of all time. Yeah. It's a... Uh, and they made a play version of it? They made a play version of it that was actually pretty good. I mean, they, they, they yeah. played the kids as psychos, like like sociopaths, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Uh, they didn't... I mean, they didn't have much in the way of sets. It was pretty much just a black stage, but it was pretty... <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, so that's the only local theater, and I guess they're more of an improv group, but yeah. And by and large, we're not a local theater community. I've been a, I've been to a couple of local things. I forgot what it's called. There's a three something theater. I can't remember the name of it down there. It's, it's like a sandwich theater or whatever you call oh, it. Oh, pocket sandwich theater. No, pocket sandwich theater. Yeah. And uh, I saw one, saw one thing down there, but I can't. One. It was decent, but what yeah. I mean, I, I haven't really. I forgot the name of it now. But it was like, you know, three or four people doing, you know, in their black turtlenecks and changing out in different, uh, you know, doing different characters and that kind of stuff. It was one of those kind of deals. So we do have it around. I don't know that it's fair to say that necessarily Dallas isn't that community. I would say that it's fair to say you and I are not part of that community. No, I would, we don't ever go to those things. I think it's fair to say that, I mean, look, Dallas uh, lives and dies on its uh, pomp and circumstance of uh, well, true in general, the, the, the hippest, the fashionable, the whatever. Right. So I'm not saying that, you know. They do have them out there, though. That's all I'm no, saying. No, they're out there. I'm just saying they're, yeah. it's not like you hear uh, the, the the cover page of the Observer is what's happening in our local community theater in, in, Us- <laughs> in Ulysses, you know. True. Uh, it's not the cover page. Now, you might get a nice blurb in the back near the horse yeah. section, but you're not going to get a front page cover ad unless somebody gets murdered on stage. Uh, or Spoiler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, not completely accurate either, but... Time code 3742. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least, warn, at least warn people. Although you didn't you didn't really spoil it accurately, so that's okay. Uh, nobody could ever know that. Yeah. That's true. They can't know that. I, I, I apologize for those of you who are not going to hear what I just spoiled. If you're being a dick. So, but getting back to my point before I spoiled everything, yeah. for everybody who haven't seen Birdband. Um, yeah, it's, we're not a community theater town, like, by and large. I'm just saying, like, it's not like, which is not. I feel it's like not it's super it's, prominent, but it's it is super, there. I feel That's like all I'm saying. It's kind of, it's, it's there. It's a thing yeah. that exists. Like, I feel like people are, the pocket sandwich, they, it feels like they tend to be more improv oriented. But I could yeah. be wrong. Not that I've not that I'm a a big fan of the Pocket Sandwich Theater either over Mockingbird <laughs> in Dallas. But uh, yeah. you know, I've been there a time or two. It was entertaining. Um, Actually, that's not the one I went to. It was another theater. But anyway, it was that style. It was, was it, like the little community type. Was theater. it the Sandwich Pocket Theater? Not the Pocket Sandwich. Maybe it was because the Sandwich Pocket's a pretty big player in the local. Uh, <laughs> it's bigger than the Pocket Sandwich okay. for sure. Three Pocket Sandwiches. <laughs> oh yeah, they tried to one up or two up, I guess. <laughs> They're the club not, sandwich. Not just one Pocket Sandwich. They're yeah. the Club Sandwich. The, the Club Sandwich Theater. <laughs> Um, interestingly, uh, our, uh, mutual real estate agent, did you know, are you aware of him oh, on Facebook? Okay. He friended me on Facebook? Uh, no, I guess he likes you better than I me. I guess so. Um, 
But no, he's like apparently big into uh, theater now. Like oh, really? Local theater, yeah. Very interesting. I, I'm not surprised, given his personality, but he's like, yeah. everything he posts about now is local theater. It's very strange. You're saying all gay guys are in a local theater? No, I'm just saying this one gay guy is in the local theater. That was your theater. blanket statement there, I think. Yeah, that's... I'm, look, dude, I'm not Thomas. <laughs> True. I'm not over here saying, it's Kyle. You know. Females don't have the right... I'm not saying that. <laughs> just saying, he's like... I thought ba- we weren't changing voices. He doesn't really, uh, <laughs> he doesn't really talk about uh, real estate at all. He just talks... Right. Yeah, he, that's probably wife, good, though. He's had one out of, like, 400 posts be about real estate. Hmm. The rest all are about local theater. And- Housing market, huh? <laughs> I mean, what are you going to put on there? It's not having a bust right now. <laughs> He talks just like this. Look at us, the third hottest real estate market in the country. He's got the finger guns. <laughs> uh, but anyways, back to, back to Book of Mormon. So yeah. uh, Dustin and I and our beards went to uh, the AT&T Performing Center, which is a relatively new building. Uh, it's I, I still can't figure it out. Is it the same thing as the Windspear Opera House? Are they the same thing? Because I don't know. I really couldn't figure that out because it says it says it was at the AT&T Performing Arts Center, right? But then the giant marquee said the Windspear Opera House. I don't know. It's those things and then that other outdoor theater, like, all together, somehow. So, I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out either. So, I, I don't know what's going on there. I'm, I'm in, Entire... Uh, too much Dallas confusion. Yeah. Um. So, do we want to talk about the, the, the opera house itself, or do we want to talk about the play? Because I, I, I got so many... Hit, com- we so can m- quick hit the opera house, if you'd like. I feel like we need to quick hit the play <laughs> and long hit the uh, the opera house. I think everybody else would be more interested if we did it in reverse. All right, fine. Um, so the Book of Mormon, uh, came through Dallas, uh, That's right. tickets sold out really quickly. They were here for two weeks. I think they played every night and twice on Sundays. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and they are the one of, I don't remember how, how many two. traveling troops they said they had. Was it like, two or three? I don't know. Two. Something like that. Yeah. Two. Uh, and so two. we got whatever branch and you know, they're, 16. they've done shit, tons of shows. So, yes. You know, it's not like we're dealing with some neophyte cast and. No, they've been around. Yeah, someone and done performed it. A lot. It's not like the the cast the the high schoolers of Plano East are putting on Book of Mormon, <laughs> or the Pocket Sandwich Theater, or the yeah, or the or the <laughs> Club Sandwich Theater, right? Um. So I've never seen a, a proper Broadway play in New York, so I have nothing to compare this to. Other, like all I can compare it to are the 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 people that the pastors buy through Dallas who bring their shows through Dallas, like we saw the producers once. I did see Spam a lot. In New York, okay. When so it, you had, had Tim Curry and Hank Azaria and everybody. So you have something it. proper to yes. to compare. To. I don't have that experience. I have a proper one to compare right. to. I guess. Yes. I mean, I've seen Vidges. Yeah. On on the Netflixes and whatnot of like I saw um, a production of Phantom of the Opera and uh, Les Misérables. I, I've seen those. A, a celebration of Les Misérables. Yeah. But I've never seen one in person, so I, I really can't say what the feeling is like live. How? So I have to ref- I have to defer to you. Okay. How do you compare the cast and energy? Obviously, you can't compare apples to apples, but let's compare it to apples to oranges. Sure. How do you compare the energy and the production of something we got here in Dallas, like Book of Mormon, to what you saw in New York? I think the production value is remarkably similar. Like, and that surprises me honestly. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a little better, obviously. And again, it's apples to oranges, but. When you're seeing the original cast who but, originally did it, but it's a it's an apple shaped orange, so <clears throat> right, and it, it tastes like an apple, but it looks sure. like an orange. It's weird, but you know when you have like especially actors of the caliber of like Hank Azaria and right. Tim Curry and those kind of people, uh, David Hyde Pierce was in the one we saw. So I mean, you're like getting big name actors mm-hmm. versus the traveling party. I mean, it's it's not going to be quite the same, yeah, but it, it was it was still good. I mean, I think it was really good. So you'd say it lives up to the. 
quality. See, and I, I guess I, I think the quality is about the same. I'm yeah. not, and again, don't have anything compared to. It. I guess I expect a little more in the way of production value. Not to say it was bad because it wasn't. Yeah. I guess I, especially in the beginning, it's not that much different, honestly. And and there's not that much more production. Well, and that teaches me a cultural lesson. Yeah. And to lessen my expectations when next I go. They to bring. New York. They bring it. Uh, I mean, they actually bring their game pretty well on the traveling road shows. Not to say it was bad or yeah. it was bad quality because it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it worked and it worked really well. Yeah. I guess I just. The hype that is built up around Broadway in general, I expected, yeah. s- like, especially of the of the bigger productions, I expected more. Well, like I said, it's it's probably production value. It's probably about the same. Yeah. The quality's maybe a, a notch down, right? Because you're getting the B team on ro- on the sure. road, opposed to the A team. Come on, acting wise, yeah. But it's but the B team's damn solid. I right. Mean, it's, I wouldn't I wouldn't even say that. Oh, you saw it here in the, you know, you saw the roadshow version of Book of Mormon. You yeah. gotta see it in New York to really experience. Yeah. Which, like, it's not that different to me. Some people would say that, but. I, I don't think so. I don't think it's that different. Like, I don't think the, the drop off is that much. It's well, a that, little bit, but that's it's, good. It's that, that makes that you feel about, good, better about the amount of money that we spent on these tickets. Yeah. <laughs> to get the nosebleed of the nosebleed, nosebleeds. Right. Well, I, that's not true. We didn't get the tip of the top, but we it's were near bad. the, we were near the tip. We were about six bad. feet away from the tip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't enjoy it was it? almost just the tip. Yeah, it was almost just the tip. But you know, we got we got a little bit of the shaft. We're on the mushroom head for sure. Yeah. We're yes. not on the shaft. We're yeah, on the mushroom we're, head. We're like on the we were like on the base of the head. <laughs> yeah. Not quite Right. Yeah, not quite near the Although I guess the we'd hole. be more like by the pubes, because it's no. the part where you don't want to be. Wait. Where are it, you? Is it the penis head like was, the, the, the prime saying, where spot? Do you, where do you have your pubes? Are they like traveling? <laughs> no, I'm saying you want to be up there. You are don't want to be down. You don't like a jungle down there? You don't want to be at the base. You want to be at the head, right? No, that's where it, the action is. No, I'm th- I'm thinking if you're if you're laying down, yeah, and your penis is we were near the top of the penis. Okay, well, if you're talking about from ground are you to the about, top, I'm just talking about where the good about, stuff is occurring. Are we talking about? So your your view is we're not doing reverse cowgirl theater. We're doing missionary theater. Missionary theater, yes. Okay, so if we're talking missionary theater, then yes, we're, we're in the pubes. We're in the pubes, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But not on the fringe of the pubes. No. We're at least in the, like, by the shaft right. in the pubes. Right. <laughs> exactly. We, yes. If you're doing missionary theater, then yes, we're in the pubes. I'm just thinking where the action is. That's right. It. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I didn't understand. Yeah. I, I normally yeah. go for cowgirl theater, not oh, okay. missionary theater. So Well, either or. But I guess you're right. I mean, I yeah. guess if you're talking Broadway, you want to be where the good stuff is, and it's down at the base. Exactly. Or down at the head, I should say. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we were definitely near the pubes. I mean, getting them in your teeth and everything. Uh, <laughs> pow, pow. Not real comfortable up there. Uh, and not so we had, we had like an, it's not, we were nowhere near close to looking in the actors head on. I mean, we were looking, you could see the bald spots. I mean, yeah. You could, like, there was even one, one, at one point where one of the, the, uh, Angel Mordecai or Maroni or Marconi or whatever his name yeah. is, um, he appears and we could, oh, all we could see of him was, was his feet, was his feet. Yeah. Because it was that extreme of an angle at the, uh, the AT&T pack. I would say if anybody goes to the AT&T pack, which probably nobody listening will, but if right. you do, be sure you don't go to the top the, the top section because basically they extended this damn theater to where the roof should be below where you are. And then they said, "Fuck it, we're going to go ahead and put like two or three more layers so we can sell more tickets." Yeah. To where they're above, we were above the top of the sets of the stage, yes. looking down on it. It was I mean, ridiculous. No lie. And there was like a little ring below us. Yeah. So there was like a ring of seats, the good seats down there, and yeah. then we're up in the damn attic looking down, yeah. at like almost at a, what, 45 degree angle we were, or worse. We were basically 
we were about uh, at a, maybe a forty-five maybe, degree maybe an angle. Maybe eighty degree angle almost. It was well, ridiculous. I would say we're about a forty-five degree angle from the catwalks where yeah. they replace all the bulbs. Right. That's true. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. about where we were. <laughs> now it could have been worse. Again, yeah, uh, we could have been at the the entire base, and there was a section of seats that like smeared up the side of the wall yeah. and went all the way up to the very right. very tip top where I don't know how they saw anything. Up I, there. I I don't either. I, yeah. I don't understand it. And the weird thing was when I bought the tickets. I got best available mm-hmm. and best available. I mean, and I hopped on there right when tickets went on sale and best available and was way the fuck up there. And they were like 80 plus dollars a piece for yeah. these tickets. And that was, that was an $80 sheet at the AT&T pack. Yeah. So I cannot imagine what the floor seats cost. Oh yeah. I mean, you're probably talking, God, dollars each at least. Probably. Oh, yeah. That's probably more middle tier. Yeah. That's you're, true. Yeah. That's like mid shaft. <laughs> yeah. You at least get into the vagina yeah. at that part. By yeah. the way, did you hear uh, the the Grateful Dead are having their last? They're doing a three day concert to end their careers. Nope. I think they're gonna all you know Kool Aid it at the end. All right. But uh, apparently, their tickets for uh, they have general mission. Um, section. They have eleven tickets left, and each one of them is going for a hundred thousand dollars. God damn! Would, is there any band in the world you would pay that much? No, no band. I, I can't. No. I can't. But you know, somebody's gonna buy those. Somebody will there's buy a them. lot of bands I love, and a f- well, a few bands I love, but none of them. It does make me wonder: is there after after hearing this today? Because the tickets originally were fifty to eighty bucks, which is not bad as far as you know. It was fifty Two. to eighty bucks per day, yeah. not bad as far as a concert 16. goes. Like, you know, for a big concert. But can you, the turnaround 18. to get from anything like the markup on those tickets? Yeah. Like, is there something to the scalping game that we can get into? That we can like start pre buying tickets, or you can get like something like Texas tickets or yeah, stuff. Yeah, can we can we start that? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, I don't know. That's how some more that. generic business. Yeah, like that, we talked about the we're gonna have segment. to have a conference about that. Yeah, yeah. Talk about we'll, t- have, to, we'll have to gram it. Yeah, we'll have to gram it. Foursquare yeah. it. All those things. Oh yeah, absolutely. but back to Book of Mormon. Linked it. Link it in. So the experience of viewing the play itself was not optimal. So right, you know, for what it was, I mean, we could see the expressions on their faces. Yeah. The, Probably could have used some binoculars. Probably some opera glasses, <laughs> a monocle, perhaps something like that. Um, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was very simple I can't sets. Help that I'm cool. uh, a majority of the play consists of one set, uh, which is an African village. Yeah. Uh, the rest of them are mostly a lot of backdrops. Um, there was a brief interlude in hell when, he, when one of the characters was having a dream. There was like uh, an airport, and there was the yeah, the, training center. the airport was like one couch and a backdrop, right? Of of uh, Orlando. Yeah, and. Um, that was about it. I mean, this not a lot a to it. Uh, primarily, most of it took place in one set. In Africa, yeah. Yeah. So. Where were they in Africa again? I can't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, nobody really cares. Anyway, anyway the story is these two Mormons, they're fresh out of Mormon school or whatever, and they're to be sent on their mission trip, which God is, is a, a mandatory part of the LDS life where if you're a man, I, I don't know if this extends to women. I think it's uh, just man. But men are are forced to go on this mission trip where you spend two years in some place and yeah. do your missionary work, and you ride on a bicycle, wear a black tie, a white shirt, and black pants, and you go uh, try to subs- get people to subscribe to the uh, HBO Go version, HBO Go version of uh, Mormonism. So it's Mormons going down the street right now. <laughs> Shh! Don't talk. Turn off the lights. <laughs> um, so it's about these two missionaries, one of whom is uh, well, they're both rather. 
I, ambitious about their plans. One guy is hoping to be sent to Orlando. Uh, his real name it's his is dream Dan to Hunter. be to be a Mormon in Orlando. For the some other guy's kind of an idiot, and they never really explain why he's so obsessed with Orlando, do they? Uh, I mean, kind of. Like he went there once as a kid or yeah, something, and he thought it was magical. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty much it. Um, you don't have to have a ton of backstory for that. And the other guy's a goofball and uh, obsessed with the other guy. And they're sent. You have to be sent as partners. And uh, so they instead of. The beginning of the play opens with them, everybody, all these Mormon dudes getting their uh, assignments to where they're going. And Cream? what's his name? I, I don't remember the character's name. Main but guy. Main guy is helping to send to Orlando. Yeah. And instead, they are sent to U- Uganda. That's Uganda. What I, I think, okay. yeah, it was Uganda. Um, Bleh. So from there, it devolves into the... It, it, it becomes this whole critique on not only Mormonism and, if you consider it, absurdity of, of religion... Whatever your thoughts are on that, yeah, um, it's it's definitely a farce, uh, a satirical piece on. Well, it's making Mormonism. fun of, yeah, it, it's using Mormonism, but it's making fun of missionaries in general. Yeah, you know, just their whole idea of they come in and solve problems and rot God, and then they take off and everything's yeah. good, and you know, so they're kind of making fun of all that. It's a criticism of the church of of a missionary work in Africa in general. Yeah. And LDS is just the most prominent ones that do that. So yeah, sure that's why I don't. I don't think that's indicative of just Mormonism. I think that's no. indicative of, of most a yeah. lot of. No, I want to say most. I want to say a lot of of Christian based faiths. You know that they go there and they're not necessarily making things better. And honestly, that's a criticism of Tom's shoes. Um, you know, uh, our friend Travis the Viking was a big supporter of Tom's for a long time, hmm. and I think he eventually <laughs> fell away because the the big problem with Tom's is you know well their the whole preface is for every pair of shoes you buy. We'll give a pair of shoes to someone in need. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds good in spirit, and it's um, slacktivism, I guess. And it's, you know, in a way, because you feel good because you're buying a thing, you're supposedly somebody else is going to get a thing. But really, what you should be doing is teaching these people how to sustain themselves by farming or manufacture or whatever, instead of just handing them things. Sure. And I think he turned away from Tom's because of that. And so you could, I think... This play probably is trying to basically criticize the exact same thing. Is that what are you really doing other than disrupting their way of life? And you're not really helping. And the whole play centers around this whole warlord that is trying to um, has taken many villages in the area and is trying to take over this village. Well, on top of that, they do. I mean, they take several pot shots directly at LDS and mm-hmm. the way that it was oh, formed yeah. and yeah, all sure. that kind of definitely, stuff. Too. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, they. Um, but yeah, when when they're in Uganda, they're definitely talking about that and. Uh, you know, the same way that when the church elders come in and mm-hmm. see what they've taught, and they, they almost kind of say that, I think the message almost is that it's not so important what you're teaching as actually giving people hope and the spirit, trying to the turn people around. Yeah. Because, you know, they ultimately it comes around to and that. I won't like, spoil what's happening, but... Yeah, they're... they're you know, they, they they pretty much push that by the end of the play. And by the way, it's, it's uh, Kevin and Arnold hmm. are the... Uh, which makes me the wonder. Kid from growing pains. No, it's always, I just wondered. I didn't occur to me at the time. I wonder if that's harkening uh, back to the Wonder Years. Oh, growing um, pains, Wonder Years, yeah, 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 growing, growing years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's a, definitely a critique of religion in general that you know people get caught up in the details of especially of uh, creation. You know, like oh no, it wasn't. It was definitely seven days, and on the you know on the seventh day God rested. There was and there was an Adam and Eve, and she was made out of a rib, and there were no dinosaurs, yeah. and blah blah blah, like literalists. And, and no, the garden was a Missouri or whatever you know yeah. whatever they're talking about. Yeah. This. And and really, yeah. you know, they're although they are very devout atheists, um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah, I think they're saying that if you want to believe, you have to realize that they're metaphors in a lot of cases. They're not literal. They're not 
Yeah. They're not literal stories in a lot of cases. Like, there's, it's just not, it's just not true. I mean, it, there's a lot of, there, there are good Although principles. Although plenty and, of religious people will debate that with you. And I say agree. They are. I know. But that's, that's, yeah. But I know I, what you I'm mean. That's, that's kind of what, what they're they coming across that, from. Yeah. Even when I consider myself, you know, part of the faith, that's what I always believed was that, you know, the story of creation was, was a metaphor. It was, it was, uh, Jesus not, loves not in any way a reality. Yeah. Would those, the churches I attended, uh, have believed that? No. No, absolutely not. And I tried to bring that up at, at you know, certain points and swiftly was struck down <laughs> with a, with a hammer of God. I did see you, uh, baptized by Pastor Pinche. So. You did. You did. <laughs> there was a time. <laughs> Taking in the length of the mar- massive genitalia. It was really weird that that happened. <laughs> it was a it's an elaborate <laughs> process. For some reason they dunked you and then shoved a marble shaft up your ass. I didn't really know what that was about. So, uh, what did you think of the play in general compared to others you've seen? Because you're a big Broadway guy. You are the biggest of Broadway fans. Pretty much. Big into jazz hands. Yeah. Big into musicals. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I, I think I expected a little more because of the extreme hype. Me too. Me too. But. If I, if I hadn't heard anything about it, I would have thought it was really solid. Well, wait, if why would you have gone if you hadn't heard anything about it? I know, but I'm just saying, like, if I just heard, I yeah, it's pretty good, you should go. Not best musical in the last yeah. 50 years. Right. I don't know. You know, the exaggerations that people say. Yeah. Um, But even with that, I was still entertained by it. I thought it had a lot of funny parts. Um, I thought the way that they riffed on LDS and the way that they just riffed on everything was... a. It was an interesting message, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, I was kind of surprised at how uh, they were t- very bold about it too. Well, like, it, was, it was even more so. I mean, I guess with South Park, I'm not that shocked. Yeah, I'm saying I wasn't but, surprised by the boldness. I was yeah. actually surprised by how um, nice it was at the end and like touching in a way. Like they weren't making. They still ragged on LDS all the way to the end, though. They did because they did. A, a true LDS person would not accept the ending. Well, yes, I agree with you there. <laughs> so, I'm just saying they, they were still critical, but... They made it a nice ending if you give up the principles of your religion, which yeah, is kind of what they did by the true. end. So that doesn't really surprise me either. Yes and no. Uh, God, I, I feel like they they didn't criticize the spiritual side of religion. They criticized the fact-gathering or giving side of, of, of yeah. faiths. And in that way... Well, they, they criticized were, the rigor of religion. The they, rigor, yes. Yeah. They were very thoughtful in that angle, and actually, that's what I said. Nice, I, which I was surprised. Coming from those two, I would have expected a complete cross-burning top-down. Right, but I don't know. They're also human, so yeah. I kind of understand why it came across that way at the end. I think it wraps up the story better that way than just being a whole burn-down at the end. Well, and it makes it definitely makes it more um, palatable to yeah. the average goer. Yeah, I um, agree. Because, you know... Give like me pleasure. Dallas, not surprisingly, DFW is a very religious community, and Dallas proper is, but it's way less so. Than yeah, but it, than it was. I'm sure they came from all over from yeah, yeah. from BFE and Hither and Yon. I know. I'm just saying it's it's an interesting but mixture. It, but in at the, the DFW same time, area. you do it like I I doubt this this play is probably playing in Provo. It's probably oh, like no, I doubt. I that mean, too. we are a, definitely an enclave here of uh, you know Baptist Methodist Church of Christ. We're definitely not. There's not a lot, and there there are LDS here, but not a lot. Not compared to like Provo or oh no, Salt Lake City. Well, like I told you uh, after it, since I know a guy who's LDS who actually saw this, right, and I actually was entertained by it. Um, the after that, I asked him and researched it. I was like, what yeah. what is what did LDS say about this? And they pretty much just said anything that brings attention to LDS is good, which is like the right they didn't have any have. kind of critique right. about it. They didn't go after it. 
Because really, I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to go after and just yeah. give more publicity. What is that ever? What look, is that LDS ever is going yeah. after this Book of Mormon. I mean, what is that going to do right. for them? Makes you look like Pat Robertson or something. Yeah, exactly. The Jews are responsible. <laughs> that was not in the play, Thomas. <laughs> uh, go back to fish fisting. <laughs> but anything anything to do with them, he has to rag them. You know. Yeah. Um, I you know I enjoyed are it again. I I've, I'm right there with you. The hype I I feel like exceeded the punch. If, just if a little just, little much. I think I and I have this criticism a lot of a lot of plays is where's the editor? Like we need to tighten it up a little bit. The the second half was definitely funnier than the first half. There was yeah. an intermission. There was about thirty minutes in the middle. It was like an hour, about an hour and fifteen on one side, about an hour on the other. Like we need to tighten these up. Like either either you need to either tighten the material up, or you need to add some more funny stuff. Like we we need a few more revisions here. Right. You know the other thing that's interesting to me is that. Well, what I liked about this is it's actually a musical that's come out within the last 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every musical that comes out was all written by, like, Rodgers and Hammerstein, like, 50 years ago, and we just keep recycling that shit. Yeah. Maybe Andrew Lloyd, Andrew Lloyd Webber 30 years ago. Right. But it's like, why does nobody write new musicals? I guess, I mean, and then finally somebody, you know. I guess there was something like Avenue Q, which was pretty famous, in, well, Jersey, in Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys, Wicked, and this. I mean, there, there's been a little bit of yeah. a... Resurgence, but there right. for a while it was like it was like cats. It's and all like Phantom of the Opera, Bye Bye Birdie, and, and yeah. you know West Side Story and yeah. shit. And it's like kind of nice to have things that are a little more up to date. Yeah, but um, so I'm glad about that. And somebody like that having South Park actually have a hit musical on yeah. Broadway. I mean, I know they try a lot of stuff, like they tried the Spider-Man musical, and they tried they tried a lot of yeah. things. But to have one that's this successful. I guess this Jersey Boys and Wicked have all been pretty successful and yeah. fairly new. Yeah. But it's it's kind of nice to have somebody that's that, I don't know. Like, Wicked Wicked and Jersey Boys are more traditional still. Right. Like, this is kind of way out of the box. And to be this successful, like... Well, it's extremely critical of... Uh, right. It's not like, yeah, Magical Witch or... Right. You know, and, and even Jersey Boys, I haven't seen the movie, and I have, definitely yeah. haven't seen the, the, the play, but... It's not like it. Was, I mean, it was autobiographical, so they right. they put those facts out there. It's not like it was sure. taking a satirical look at them. And being yeah, mean. to have somebody like Trey Parker, Matt Stone, yeah. come up with something like this, I think that's that's good, and that that community embraced it. Yeah, I feel like the Broadway community is a little, you know, to go back to Birdman. I feel like the Broadway community is a little elitist compared to other mediums and stuff yeah. like that. To have them come in, I could very well see. Yeah, a, you know, some writer panning it intentionally or something. You know, I don't know. So I, it's kind of interesting that it broke through that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and oh, oh, I'm sorry. The one thing I was gonna go back to earlier is that you know, as big of a Christian community as this this area is, they're not afraid to uh, poke a stick at the Mormon. Like <laughs> they they all poke sticks at each other depending on what uh, variation of Christianity they they subscribe to. But right. then <laughs> everybody and, in the uh, area, oh yeah, my experience, not everybody, but. A lot of churches in the area really look down on the Mormons. <laughs> that's true. I mean, even like the Assemblies of God look down on the Mormons. I think that's true with a lot of Christians nationwide. I don't think yeah. that's Dallas specific. No, I, I, I feel I think like they're kind right. of the. I feel like they're kind of the outcast in general. They are, and you know, part of that is is their own fault. I mean, they, you know, as they described in the play, like you know, black people were not allowed in the faith until 1978. Right. You know, uh, not polytheism, uh, but um, being married to more than one wife was legal for a long time yeah because i say they don't do that uh, as much anymore either but yeah um they're you know they're, they're modifying <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> they're modifying as they go yeah. it's uh, whipping out the giant uh, lds eraser and, <laughs> and scrubbing that stuff out of the book sure um, hey sons of anarchy did the same thing so what do you want what do you mean sam crow 
They didn't allow black people in either. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, they were the Mormons of... <laughs> Everybody <Okay>. alternates and <laughs> or alters their stuff, right? I mean, they definitely... Yeah, they didn't stop short, and, and those are all valid criticisms. But yeah. it's, it does seem like LDS is sometimes the... Uh, the kick dog. They're kind of the redheaded stepchild. The redheaded of, stepchild, yes. Of Jesus yeah. faiths. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's a little sad at times, but at the same time, it's like, well, sometimes it's kind of your own fault. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because, come on, 1978, really? <laughs> well, true. Come on. That's a good point. Uh, They're in Utah. They might not have seen a black person. Then. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing whites are still the uh, superior population in uh, in that area. In that I state. like those. That's probably true, yes. I'm sure that they're the majority. I don't know about superior, but they're the majority. Well, like, it's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm not, uh, I'm not Thomas. <laughs> Everybody not American are animals. <laughs> are animals. This is Zeke Kyle. Um, so, did you have, did you enjoy, as far as songs go, obviously Broadway eat. musicals become famous, a lot of, most of them for their soundtracks. Right. Fam of the Opera's Cats. All of them. Kind of the the biggest, the biggest one of the more iconic. I mean, ones. they're really what made yeah. oftentimes make make them from just a play into some sort of legend. Right. How did you feel about the soundtrack overall? Uh, I thought it was decent. I I thought it was really good for the play or like for the musical. I don't think it has a lot of one off listenal like listenal listen- listenability listen- or I don't know. That's not a word, but yeah. Uh, you know, like you're not gonna go and listen to um. Any of these hits, I don't right. think, and just there's, be like, "I'm gonna jam out to this." There's a, there's one song, and I'll play, I'll play a brief clip. There's one song in here that I might listen to because it's, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, just to set it up, it's early in the play. The um, Kevin and Arnold have just arrived, basically, into town in Uganda, and they have this saying, uh, "Hasadiga Ibuai," and they're singing as like almost like a celebratory song, but it has an entirely different meaning. So I'll, I'll play this little clip here, which. Was I think probably the funniest part of the first half. Am I saying that right? Excuse me, sir, but but what exactly does that phrase mean? Well, let's see. Ebowai means God, and Hasadika means fuck you. So I guess in English it would be fuck you, God. Hasadika Ebowai. God fucks you in the butt. Hasadiga Ibowai. Fuck God right back in his cunt. Hasadiga Ibowai. Excuse me, sir, but you should really not be saying that. Things aren't always as bad as they seem. Oh, really? Well, take this fucking asshole Matumbo here. He got caught last week trying to rape a baby. What? Why? Some people in his tribe believe that having sex with a virgin will cure their AIDS. There aren't many virgins left, so some of them are turning to babies. But that's horrible. I know. Asadiga Ibowai. Here's the butcher. He has AIDS. Here's the teacher. She has AIDS. So I, I think that was, to me, the funniest part of the first half. Yeah. I mean, that song's funny, but I don't know. I... Like something like from Phantom of the Opera, like Music of the Night or something. As you're, a comprehensive, you're, you're going to listen to that probably more often. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a comprehensive yeah. body of work, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But there are definitely some funny moments in, yeah. their, in their soundtrack. Oh yeah, I'm not arguing that there's like, funny moments. The, you know, and visually they do like, especially during the Hell Dream, was very visually creative, like the dancing cups of coffee and right. Uh, and uh, the, the another, song- another slam at all the ends. Yeah. yeah, 
And the uh, hot the, drinks and caffeinated drinks all in one. Yeah. Well, at the end when they're reproducing the play for the uh, head of the LDS or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're all wearing I play chicken giant with the train rain. Yeah. But uh, overall, I have to agree. Like the soundtrack, uh, you know, some funny moments. Um, that song is funny. Uh, Tomorrow's latter day is okay. You know, yeah. but overall, is it that memorable? I, I don't think so. No, nah, it's yeah. Like I said, it, it's fine inside of the actual uh, piece. Yeah, yeah, inside of the piece. Uh, the right. baptism song was kind of funny too. Yeah, that was funny. Um, but yeah, it's it, again, it's just not stuff I would listen to. Yeah. very often. Yeah, there's one or two songs here or there, but as yeah. a, as a comprehensive body of work, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. So, what would be your rating of the play overall? Um. Or musical? Is it a musical? I guess it's a musical. Yeah, it's okay. a musical. I, I would have to say, you know, a thumb up and a thumb sideways. Um, it wasn't. It was definitely entertaining. Uh, you know, hopefully again, the theater didn't contribute to it. No, wait, that's a whole separate okay. issue. That's a two flaming thumbs down. Yeah, two flaming thumbs down. Uh, but well, the to our seats, the theater of no, no, nice. and getting out, and yeah, getting into the thing. Um, yeah. but no, for the for the play itself, a thumb up and a thumb down. Funny, definitely funny. Uh. I have nothing other than they need to they need to get an editor in there and tighten things up a bit. I had the same <laughs> criticism the producers as well. Um, so um, yeah, and the and the the soundtrack is not as memorable as others as the classics for as sure. The classics, like, yeah, all the classics have at least one memorable song. Well, and I I see, and you say that, and I would say these have this has a memorable song. Now, will they go down in something like Music of the Night? No, because they're not. Yeah, they don't cross boundaries because it's going to offend a lot of people. Yeah, so true. they're not going to cross boundaries. But for what it is, is a hypercritical look at at religion and yeah. um the Ugandan situation with AIDS. Yeah, for what it is, a very satirical take. I think they did. They had one or two songs that were very memorable, but they could have done better as sure. a body of work. Yeah, that's true. But it's not like you're going to hear someone on American Idol singing Asadiga Iboai. <laughs> no, you know, not. You know, or singing that to their, their significant other to, uh, before they propose to them well, at some might. cheesy Italian restaurant. They might. Yeah. Just like they sing America from, you know, West Side Story. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, you know, like that song's pretty much bashing the U.S. also. It is, and but it, for what are, yeah, but. And it, from the, coming from the 60s, you know, I, I don't know. But for something that is as dear as religion is to this country. True. You know, it's just not going to cross those boundaries to where it achieves. Of course, achieves. it was ragging on racism, I guess. Yeah. Really. So it's a little different than ragging on religion. But it's not going to it's not going to achieve that crossover success that yeah. we that we see with those other plays. Yeah, that's probably true. For what it is, it has some catchy songs, but it will never be as memorable. I'm not going to be singing Asadiga Iboi at you know uh, at the the you, club sandwich theater for karaoke. You probably will, but I might. most people won't. Most people won't. Yes. Um, I'd actually give the musical itself two thumbs up. I, I think. I think it was good. Yeah. That's, I mean, if you want to rate the soundtrack separately, I'd probably say two thumbs sideways for right. that. But within the musical and the way it worked in the actual musical, I would give it two thumbs up. Yeah. And I would definitely recommend it to people. Oh, for sure. I would say you should see it. I'm definitely recommending it. It's definitely worth the watch, and I, I really hope they they make a movie out of it, because I feel yeah. like, as far as a movie goes, A, again, they'll have an editor. True. Uh, B... They're likely to add one or two songs that'll make it and really give it the punch it needs to make it a complete, like, really Yo outstanding ho ho. soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and then the production value that can go into something, you know, that they can they can actually do. I know, I know, before <laughs> That's one of the songs. I met you. <laughs> um, God, how, how horrible would that be? So, what do you think the chances of a film actually being made are? Because I would say they're probably decently high. Successful musicals tend to be 
made into some kind yeah, of movie. I just worry about, I mean, not worry, but uh, that'd be a little weird. But I do wonder about being so hypercritical of religion if it will actually get you made. Don't sit up at night and just think about it. <laughs> yeah, like staring at the ceiling in the dark, and you're like, "What will happen to Book of Mormon?" It's so hypercritical of religion. Will a movie ever be made? <laughs> so I have, I have a question. One of the things I was reading earlier is that a lot of people consider this play racist. Do you consider it? Do you, did you think? I mean. As, as, you know, three uh, Teutonic, uh, you know, Ameri- white Americans, uh, it's I know we're often in as, the worst position to judge racism. Well, I'm saying you and I, the two of us. Oh. Then you say is three? Did I say three? Yeah. Well, Phantom Thomas and his fish fisting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean... Just for the a-hole. Can you... I know it's not the best position for us to consider racism, but... We can be observers, and we can declare racism when we see it. I think, and reasonably and, well. Uh, oh yeah, racism. do you think? Do you think this plays racist towards Africans and Ugandans? Uh, I could see where somebody might take it that way, based on the fact that it's kind of like, in some ways, it kind of takes the obvious elements of something like Uganda, right, and plays it up a little bit. Like, I could see that maybe it's kind of a superficial look at Uganda, right. If you want to look at it that way, but at the same time, I feel like the the overall musical is doing that to everything in the musical. Like it's also and and they're actually doing them more of a favor than they are like LDS. Yes, I mean they do absolutely. the same thing that, to LDS. Really, and that's where I would agree. It's like I don't. I feel like you have to balance the scales. Like I think the whole thing's kind of satire in general. It is. So, it is. Not but even kind of. The whole thing is satire. But what I. But it. But where I when you when you have to balance up the scales and look at them. Anyway, <laughs> my dog just looked my cat's butt. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, he likes the ass play. That's right. But no, That's you have right. to look at the play as a whole, and the scales are definitely weighted in favor of Uganda in this, as far as Absolutely. satire goes. Yeah. I mean, LDS is getting far more of the brunt of the attack <laughs> oh, yeah. than Uganda is. I, I don't mean, think they're attacking Uganda, no, but they're, they're making it a little superficial, but I guess. I don't know. They're a little superficial, I but, see that. but then again, what else are you, when you're, when you're trying to mishmash two cultures... Right. In the span of two hours fifteen, what do you what uh, you can't do a lot other than take more of a super, especially when you're trying to weave in all these themes of yeah, uh, you know, faith versus reality and, and well, plus you can't go through the whole thing if you don't have the you know, I mean, this, this isn't is, a big spoiler in there, but if you don't have a part where the Ugandans are starting to believe right. some of the stuff that some of the LDS right. are saying, maybe you're saying they're naive from that, maybe that's the angle people are it's, taking too, but. If you don't have that, you don't have a play at all. It's not all. like it's Dan- uh, Last of the Mohicans, where it's, yeah. it's spent, you know, you're ingraining yourself into the lives of the, you know, right. the culture. It's it's not that type of play. I mean, it's a satire. Yeah. Uh, it's it's by its very nature very superficial look. And they what they did was, yeah, they took some of the superficiality, but they also exposed, yeah, you know the facts of the situation. In a lot of cases that AIDS is a big problem over there, and there are some there are some ridiculous beliefs about how you cure AIDS. Right in that in the culture, um, I don't consider it racist. I mean, I understand why people might get a little angry, but you ha- again, you have to weigh the scales. Like, or I mean, if you're going to get AIDS, you if can anything, by having sex or sharing a needle. God, Dave, <laughs> don't understand science. He does. Um, no, but it definitely was weighed in favor of the Ugandans. And oh yeah, not racist. I feel like it was actually again. It was all about exposing the plight of the Ugandan and African in general and the AIDS, you know, plague in in that area. Yeah. And, uh... I guess I could see it. I just... I, I would hope people... I would hope they would rise would above a little bit. understand more about what the whole... 
where the whole play is coming from, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Where is the message coming from? Like you have yeah. to examine it as a whole, not as yeah. as the pieces. It's not like they were making slights against you know white people or black people. Yeah, uh, and then that in that very fact, I would not say it's racist. Maybe culturalist, if you have to ascribe a word to it. But racist, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I really don't. Again, I know it's coming from a generic white guy, but that's, but, that's the only perspective I have. But he, but you could also <laughs> so, say like, well, okay. Yeah. If I were an LDS, do I feel like they're being faithist? Is that a word? I don't know. Like, I mean, yes, they are. They are being yeah. faithist. They are definitely being hypercritical and sure. making fun of my faith. Yeah. And yet we're not afraid of that right. in our culture. And that's okay. So, I don't know. I I, I feel like it's, it's a criticism that you can make. Is it a fair criticism? I don't think so. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I just... If you're going to be concerned about that, you're going to have a lot of yeah. uh, run-ins with Matt Stone and Trey Parker anyway. Exactly. I think they're probably... I mean, they've right. probably been accused of that a lot in general. Absolutely. With South Park and everything. Yeah. Uh, could be talking about my ass, out of my ass there, but everything I know about South Park and the times I have watched yeah. it, I'm like, yeah, I could, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that they don't care so much if they offend anybody in particular. Yeah. But again, like you say... But they're not racist. I mean, that's very clear. They're, yeah. But like you say, the Ugandans are definitely the the people that are being... You know, I, I don't think it's so much racist as they're like... Kind of represented as the somewhat ignorant culture, which is different than... Yeah. I mean, a lot of people mix up ignorant and stupid. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, it's like ignorance. It's a lack then, of knowledge. And then the yeah. LDS people are bringing in this bullshit yeah. and then they're like oh yeah well that bullshit makes sense yeah so i don't think they're making fun of the ugandans for not Mm-mm. knowing other things i think they're just using them as a i don't know what's a good word conduit i don't know for yeah for using this for making fun of the lds or the religious aspect yeah and trying to think well, that they can that are are even using people that don't know better yeah and brainwashing them into their religion right so I don't know. I, mean, it's, I don't they, think they were attacking the Ugandans. They posted so people, people who are looking for hope, and yeah. they found it in this one religion, right. like like many people do, and found themselves burned in in many ways, and you know that whole thing. Right. You know, it's not like they were putting on the stereotype of the minstrel, you know, the blackface minstrel from the the twenties and thirties <laughs> that we often found in Hollywood cinema. Yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't that. Thankfully, no. Yeah, thankfully, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't that absurd. It was. Yeah. Uh, you know, for what it is, the satire I thought was pretty thoughtful. Um. Again, soundtrack could have been better. Yeah. Give it a soundtrack thumb up, a thumb sideways. Needs a little editing. Tighten it up. Yep. Two That's thumbs it. up for me and what? Thumb sideways and thumbs up for me. Huh? That's right. All right. All right. High Gasoline. Five. High five. Out. High go. Five. Go. Out. Out. Go. Out. Well, well. Another episode of uh, Mad Radio. Mad Radio episode three. It's another one of these fucking episodes. So what? I said it's another one of these fucking one episodes. One of these fucking episodes. Out, go out. Chances are Hi, with uh, Thomas's constant fish fisting and traveling to pan Asian company, uh, countries and companies. That's true. We'll probably have more of these mad radios. A lot of fisting. A lot of fisting, yeah. He's always making out, exotic travels to Malaysia for fisting. So. I'll go out. Anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode, episode 237 of The Break Room, slash Mad Radio, episode 3. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash The Break Room, twitter.com slash The Mark with C is me, twitter.com slash The WS9775 is Dustin. Uh, what else? Uh, thanks to Agat Vagabond Saints on Twitter for helping us Give with us our logo and all the support. For 
if you would do us a kindness and go to iTunes, search for the break room, search for us, leave us a nice five star rating. We're the uh, white power fist logo on there. Uh, last when last I checked was a few days ago. Mark Marin's break room podcast had fallen off. How about that? So we may be the reigning champ supreme on that. Should be interesting. Uh, if you would leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, five stars would be lovely. If you could put 50, that'd be great. If you can put 50, but they only allow five. Ah, okay. uh, leave us a comment, I'll too. That will help out. other people find us, and I'll when other people out. find us, uh, we like to think that's a good thing for us. It may I'll or may not out. be. I'll Do not forget out. that uh, we are also on the MySpace at myspace.com slash thebreakroom. Uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash show. Oh, wait. Stop the show. Uh-oh. We have a voicemail. Is it going to play? Hello, break room. This is Harbinger. Um, I am a new loyal listener, I suppose. It took me several months to get through every single episode what? of the break room slash media sharks slash thumbs of fury slash whatever the fuck you guys are going to be calling yourself whenever it is you put out another episode. We did discuss prior to the show about relaunching as media sharks too. <laughs> Just as an aside. And launching season three. And season three. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to, I guess, send you a, a voicemail clip thing saying that I uh, I really like the show. Uh, very entertaining. I laughed my ass off. So I'm a little late to the game. Um, but uh, hey, fuck. I don't know any of your other newer listeners that have listened to every single fucking episode. So whatever. And uh, since I'm calling in, I'm going to do some shameless self-promotion <laughs> kind of sort of a little bit uh budgie bigelow who i know is a, a friend of the show um and i have gotten together and created a book and uh featuring a collaboration of short stories from multiple people um called valentine's for doomy that is benefiting um optimistic doom on twitter who is a young lady who is uh fighting the good fight against breast cancer um you had jim watts on the store um, on the show uh, a few months back who was also doing a benefit for her um with his t-shirt sales well this book is also benefiting her so all proceeds are going to miss miss joanna miss doomy um so shameless self-promotion valentine's for doomy buy it on amazon plug 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 um and uh that's it so i just wanted to say it's a great show i really enjoy it buy the book everybody who's listening <laughs> if you play this <laughs> and uh it's pretty pretty swell pretty swell pretty good guys out go out gasoline high five bitch all right Gasoline, we start five. the show. Out, go. Out, go. So, uh, just a note. Sorry we didn't get to the... I totally forgot about checking the voicemail until just now. Um, she got but, a little gassy in the middle, but... She did. That, it hey, it's, it's her way. Yeah. It's yeah, her way. Sure. Um, yeah, I was really surprised on Twitter when she said she was listening to every episode. <laughs> I'm always surprised when someone likes a show enough to go back and listen to every episode. Well, you know, like I told you, F-13, we listened to our first few episodes over and over again at yeah, once. Yeah, so, I know. You know. And those were the horrible episodes. They were. Those are the episodes we do not speak of. We only start at episode we, seven. We don't add those on the feed. Yeah, I, th I Although think... Although they are randomly mixed. A lot of are them are ra randomly mixed in. I know we have a couple of them at least. I feel like we still started episode six or seven, so... Right. Will you ever get episodes one through five in com completion? No. You won't. Maybe someday. We're never going to do that. Maybe someday. Unless we already posted it randomly as a best of, you're probably never going to get we it. We might release them on vinyl. Yeah, Perhaps well. a tape a tape set. A tape <laughs> box set. 
Uh, but just as a note, um, if Can you're going to go to Amazon and buy this, Valentine's for Doomy with a Y, not an IE. Um, you know, do buy the book. It's $4.99. Okay. Uh, if you are a Kindle Prime member, you get it for free. But do you really want to do that? No. You want to support Harbinger and uh, Doomy and uh, Budgie. Go so go do that. Buy it for $4.99. Uh, don't forget uh, Budgie's book, Askaroth, not Askaroth Demon. You can also find it on Amazon. You can find it under Askaroth Demon, I'm sure. Probably. Uh, what else? Are we are we forgetting anything? Any plugs? Uh, any ins and outs? Little what have yous? Um, I don't think so. Uh, Thomas will allegedly be back next week uh, with Tales from Fish Fisting. Probably not, though. Probably more Mad Radio. Mad Radio Episode 4. Yeah. Either way, you win, so you should come back and That's listen. That's true. Episode uh, two thirty something or another. If you're a dick. <laughs> Episode two thirty eight, I believe. Yes. Because there are no militant no, Mexicans that are the superior no, race. Mad Radio number four. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be talking about Avenue. What Q. are we now? Two thirty seven. This is two thirty seven. Oh, okay. yeah, so up to two thirty. I never keep up. We'll figure out what we're talking about next week. Yes. I, I never know how many shows we have. And I've, I've I'm not going to say who it is, but I've caught wind. Of a project that might be coming down the pipes that certain people that listen to the show might enjoy. Mm. I, don't I don't even know this. That, that's a tease. I don't want to say who it is. That's even teasing me because I don't know what you're talking about. We're gonna we're gonna unwrap this uh, one bow at a time. <laughs> there's a lot of bows in this project. <laughs> Anyways, it's not him, is it? It's not. No, it's not the Chopper Day project. <laughs> talking about reselling tires and out go uh, out out go cheap out. All right. See you next week. Wait, I'm still talking. Why are, why are you... The show's still going. I feel so lonely now. Uh, young man, can I help you? How to have it. Can I see your bus pass, please? Yeah. yeah. Crazy skills. They're, they're, all aboard! Go, go. On our main board! And my way is done well. <laughs> Let's go to the candle room. Check it out. It's time to take a ride on the bus. Have your tickets ready, assholes. I'm a pirate. I'm a nerd. I'm a princess. I'm not a Jew. I am Mark Hudson. Get in my bus. <laughs> Finally, I have complete power of the show. No one's going to challenge me. So, we're here to talk about, uh, will Pete Rose get into the Hall of Fame? I'm taking your calls right now. 469-665-9827. But for now, there's this. $2. Two hours. Two. Sixteen. Eighteen. That's right. Watch out, Adam Curry. I'm coming for your ass. Bolito, Texas. So does he annoy you in the bathroom? Who That's wouldn't true. know their ass from the, me- the end That's of a true. shotgun? I'm definitely afraid of having my ass torn out. Austin, Texas. That was awful. Back to Dustin. Bend over, Dave. 10,000. Bleh. This list is bullshit. Bosom Buddies? Have you seen Bosom Buddies? Let's go to the candle room. God came back. Consume some penis. Consume some penis. It's so wide. With its, you know, five mile radius. The only reason that was cool if is if you're a nerd. Ten, nine, eight, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Crazy skills. Cream? Cunt. Uh, his real name is Dan Hunter. Don't, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? <laughs> Douchebags, the dumb bitch eats meat. Eat the penis. I am a tiger. Uh, he was only, uh, he only had ten thousand bail posted though. Start fl- flinging diarrhea. Does he? Does he fling his own shit? 
fucking chance. I just, I, you know what? Fuck him. He was the gay kid. Get her done. Giant balls. Give me a kiss. <laughs> God is a dyke. Muscle, muscle. Go fuck your mother. Go, go. That's a good point. Arab, white, Mexican, black, Nazi. William J. Clinton, Holly Hornbeak. Zacharias Musawi. Hello, everyone. Stephen Hawking seems like a cool guy. I think he was really good. Hey, dude. Okay. High five. Holly Hornbeak. Howdy, howdy. Have you been huffing paint again? I am Mark Hudson. God, I'm a dork. I'm a Nazi. Yeah, I'm a nerd. I'm a pirate. You are a princess. I'm a princess. I'm not a Jew. She's more influential. Yeah. And then he jacked off on each other. Uh, Genesis. Genesis. Jesus loves the bitches and hoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start the list. Coming to you live. I'm a young male with a penis. Taking in the length of the mar massive marble shaft. <laughs> we should all accept Jesus into our hearts. Bill Clinton? Did you guys have a crocodile mile? Judy, Judy. <laughs> Fat kids are stupid. Golden showers. This is the Mark Hudson Show. Lesbians and dildos. You've never seen a lesbian lick, lick a dill. Oh, wow. It looks like a pink cock with swirls. Do you remember the Ultimate Warrior? Oh, man. That's, uh... Yeah. That's about all I got to say about that. Mexican... That stupid Nazi bitch. See, that's where I get the racism from. They had to redo the technology and change established Trek lore to make it even marginally interesting. Is that another Mexican dish? Do you remember Zsa, Zsa Gabor? Mark? Mary Magdalene. Nazi. Man, I've never been that poor. Next story. Didn't that feature Oprah's vagina? Uh, we, so we, uh, we, I had, re I had, there are, are, I, you just turned us all off, Dave. Wainers. Giant Christmassy cocks. What the fuck, man? Well, you're homeless. Go get a job. <laughs> Shut up! up! Yeah. yeah. Zacharias Musawi. The show sucks. <laughs> I was here to see a play called Cunt. Here's the old meme I hate. I hate everyone that That's I true. do not approve of. And unless you're in my immediate circle, I do not approve of you. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you incur my wrath. My diarrhea naked ass. This is the Mark Hudson Show. Well, I guess the biggest news this week is what, the the uh, Da Vinci Code stuff? Yeah. Did he have hair down in the ass? Do you remember, like, the monk-style haircut? I'm gay. Well, I guess the biggest news this week is what the... the... All right. Burn that son of a bitch. Wow. Ryan, the Thomas the Tank Engine. All right. All right. Uh, force love. <laughs> Just put your mouth around this. You remember the guy who used to walk the streets of Abilene, his dad with the eye cancer? They're dental cool. Do you remember the old desk chairs? Oh, who knows what the fuck earwax tastes like? Oh, okay. ah! Do you remember shooter games? Do you remember TV Have stands? It? I like those. I'm a bottle. Here comes the break room. You know, the great thing is about Pro Flowers is, I want to see you spank it out at 95. You never heard the uh, hat, the uh, Blue Bonnet Awards for news? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, deny, Grita. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to see you spank it out at 95. No wonder I'm so limp. He looks like Mr. T, yeah. but Indian. Didn't he do a movie with the Wayans brothers? I don't want to grow up. I'm a tools of uh, Why is his wiener in a mouthwash bubble? <laughs> Sorry, I had to take a picture of my penis. And he was also an Amen, I think. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what. Uh, what the age range of everything is. That's a nice looking anus you got there. <laughs> now, Thomas, do you prefer the like uh, banana popsicles? Do you prefer like a nice big fudgicle? Who doesn't like a nice clean panty liner? Who was the guy that had played chicken with the train guy? You remember that? What's a merkin? Isn't there a giant vagina in it?
What type of meat describes you best? You're getting a circle jerk while your parents are having sex. This might be the worst show ever. It's a penis Tamagotchi. The midget who looks like the actual Bill Clinton. Why is my sperm so powerful? AP. Danny Elfman. I choose face fucking. And that was another stressful Mark Hudson show. Coming at you live from Brickland Towers, Tower 2, here in the wonderful DFW Metroplex, where it's icing over, and we're all going to have to wear skates on the way home. The break room. And remember, the break room. Triangle of excellence. Mark the Buzz Hudson. Thomas the Tank. Dirty Dirty Dustin. This program was presented by Breakroom.tv and PopSyndicate.net. And as always, Gumshoes. The break room is bankrolled by the Gasoline High Five Company. And viewers like you.